I think we live in a day and age where we don't know how to honor. We think it's ungodly. It's the most godly thing to do, is to honor those that God has given you. Just like we expect honor from our kids and we give them love, it's so important to honor. So thank you. You guys are amazing. We love. We really do love you. We really do. And I know God has got great things. Uh, I don't know, is it, am I prophetic or is it because I'm South African? Is, is, what is it? Okay. All the South Africans here should say, uh, uh, but, but look, I really believe that God always has a plan for us. Always. No matter where we are, what we do, God always has a plan for us. So you are here by the design purpose of God. You're not here by accident. Amen. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your anointing. I really pray, God, that you stir something new in us today, that you stir our hearts, that, that we experience you on a different level. In Jesus' name, amen. And just put your hand on your heart and just pray this. Say, Lord, be it to me according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, uh, here's a story of a pastor who went to visit a congregation member. And uh, uh, when the pastor had left, they, they, the, the wife turned to the husband and said, I think the pastor took our spoon, our, our best spoon in the house. I put it in his cup. I think he took our spoon. And they left it there. A year later, they invited him for coffee again. And, uh, well, in this case, her. So I uh, uh, invited the pastor for coffee again. And, and then just as they sat down, the, 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 the guy's wife said, Pastor, I know we invited you here a year ago. What did you do with our spoon? He said to her, he said, I left it in your Bible. <laughs> amen so we have to read the word of god amen it's not an ornament let's let's just go to john chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 13 i always use a lot of scripture because i believe in the bible amen and um uh, it's really great to be as my second church service today. I popped at our church uh, in Wangara and because uh, we started nine o'clock and then thought, let me go there for praise and worship. Come down here. So I really feel like amped and ready. Okay. So it says, after these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, uh, the a feast of the Jews was near, verse 5. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Great question, right? But this he said to test him. Say test. Okay. For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered and said, 200 worth, a denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. So that's like 10 months wages in those days, that every one of them may have a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Say, say make the people sit down. Okay, make the people sit down. Make them, not like beg them, if you don't mind, make them sit down. Okay, so... Um, now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number of about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those who were sitting down, and, like, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were all filled, say filled. So they were filled. 
He said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves where, which were left over by those who had eaten. So here the Lord speaks to Philip. He says, Philip, he sees a great multitude. He says to Philip, a very challenging question. He says, Philip, where are we going to get the food to feed these people? What a question. I mean, who is God? Him or Philip? And, and, and the Lord says to Philip, where are we going to get the food? You know, wh what I've realized is that, that when we see what God sees, we become part of the miracle. A lot of people just see miracles. But I really believe that God wants us to be part of the miracle, part of the miracle. That's why he asked Philip, where are we going to get this? God wants us to be part of the miracle in this city. He wants us to be part of the miracle in this nation. Not just look and say, well, this happened here, that happened there. No, God wants us to be part of the miracle. I believe this is a day and a time where God wants us to be part of what He wants to do in the city. It's not over. It's just begun. I really believe that, that the, the time of the church is just beginning in this nation. I really believe that. So, so when we learn to talk about... What God wants to talk about, we'll begin to hear the voice of God. A lot of people, don't, they, they, they talk about what they want to talk about. How about asking God, what do you want to talk about? You know, uh, as, as a dad, as most dads are, is uh, uh, if you are focused on doing something uh, and your wife or your kids are talking about something that doesn't really interest you, you know what I'm saying, guys? If you don't know what I'm saying, then you need to be at that men's, the, the power men's group, right? But when, when you hear something that, bam, triggers you, something triggers you, suddenly you're awake. I mean, you say, what did you say? I can hear my wife and my children talking in the other room when it interests me. Right? I want to tell you, when we start talking about what interests God, we're going to get some answers to prayer like we've never experienced. We're going to see God work and move on our behalf. When we start talking and, and talking about what, he, what interests Him. You say, is God not interested in my life? Yes, He is. But I don't think He's interested in a lot of the things that we talk about. Amen? Who won the cricket? I'm sure God knew a long time ago. But, you know, we're not going to get heaven's attention. So some, some followed Jesus. We know that some followed him because they saw the miracles. And we see that in this, this, this passage. They followed him because they saw the miracles, but that's where it stopped. They experienced the miracle, but they were not part of it. And, you know, the disciples followed him because they were called. And they became the instruments of the miracle. There's a difference. It's not just for the, the pastors. It's not just for the prophets or the evangelists. It's for everyone. So when we begin to connect with the heart of God, we become part of the miracle. And that's what God wants to do in your life, that the multiplication of the loaves takes place in our hands. It's not just somebody else's hands. It's in your hands. When you say, God, I want to be part of this miracle. I want to be part of revival. I want to be part of the move of God. I don't want to just enjoy it. I want to be part of it. I want to be that when I lay my hands on the sick that they do recover. I want to be part of the body of Christ that the power of God resides upon. Amen. Come on. 
And so, so yes, what happens is, is Jesus asks him, the Lord Jesus asks him a question. Where are we going to get the food? <laughs> where are we going to get the food? You know, God, when he wants you to be part of the answer, he asks you questions that only he can answer. When God asks you the impossible, it's for you to get back to him. When God asks you for the impossible, it's for you to look back to him. God is never going to ask you stuff that you can do by yourself. God is going to ask you to do stuff that he has to do with you because if he doesn't do with you, uh, do it with you, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen and multiply the way that he wants it to be. It's like, it's like I've been in Australia four years and four months. You know? <laughs> so, so God says to me, go to Australia. Here I am. Mm -hmm. Then he says, when I get you, so what are you going to do now? What are you going to, that's how God works. He asks us to do something and then we, 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 we rock up and he says, okay, what are you going to do now? How are you going to do it? Because he asks us stuff to, gives us stuff to do that we have to rely on him. And I want to tell you, I've had to learn to rely on God. I don't say I'm there altogether, but I want to tell you, I need God in my life. We can't just wing it anymore as most Christians do. We cannot. We've got to get so saturated with the Holy Ghost. We've got to get so saturated in prayer. We've got to pray in tongues like never before. We've got to seek the face of God like never before. I want to tell you, there's no more shortcuts it doesn't work it doesn't and we get away with it because we live in an age and a time where every we have a lot of stuff we got technology we got money we got credit cards we got everything else but i want to tell you uh, that does not bring the answer to the world you know we had we toto choir on friday night and it was really a great success there was a young girl who stood up there nine year old from uganda uganda Nine-year-old girl, when, when we, she gave a testimony of how she had been cast on a rubbish dump. Her mother dumped on a rubbish dump. Now, now, when you see these kids dancing, you'd be amazed what happens. But she gave the testimony and how being in Watoto gave her a lease on life and, and the blessing has been nine years old with boldness. Those kids are so full of God like you cannot believe. But, but... When we, when we sent them off yesterday, my wife noticed, noticed she was limping. And she asked one of the minders, one of the guardians, so did she hurt herself? Guardian said, no. When we found on the rubbish dump, she couldn't walk. She couldn't even talk. We thought she had brain damage. But then we discovered that this little girl has got an IQ way beyond anyone else. She couldn't walk, she couldn't talk. I tell you what, but there she is, nine-year-old, standing, dancing, giving praise to God. That's the miracle that we have to be part of. 
That's the stuff that God calls us to do because that is the miracle right in front of us and sometimes we don't see it. And I want to tell you, there's no African gospel. There's no Australian gospel. There's no European gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of power. The same Holy Spirit that works in South America is the same Holy Spirit that wants to work here. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter. We've just got to realize that, man, I've got to get hungry for God like never before because He's asking us to do stuff that only He can ask answer amen you see a god why does he ask us that why does he ask philip where we're we going to get the food he said this the bible said to test him so we think god doesn't test us he does because god tests you to stretch you do you think god is just happy you, you know sometimes uh, 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 that, that we we've taken this, this grace message so far that 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 eventually it's not relevant anymore the gospel has become weak in many people's lives. And we know we say by grace through faith, not of works that anyone should boast. But I want to tell you as a child of God, God is going to stretch us and prod us and kick us to say, I want your faith to grow. He did this. He asked him the question to test him. I want to let you know today, God is asking you questions to test you, to say, how far are you going to go for me? A lot of people are fearful about money. God asked you about money. What are you going to do with your money? Because he wants to stretch your faith. If we are to ever prosper and to see the gospel go into this nation and to impact other nations we got to stretch our faith and God is asking us to do stuff that may seem man this is impossible but I want to let you know if you stretch your faith and say God I I I battle with this in the natural but I'm going to believe you and trust you to stretch my faith God will stretch your faith God will test you amen I've, I've failed many tests I'll tell you now but I don't stay there we come back. Amen. God calls us to stretch our faith. Faith must never lose its elasticity. You know, when you, st when you stop stretching that, that rubber band, that elastic band, eventually it becomes brittle and breaks. Faith must never lose its elasticity. It's got to be stretched all the time. It's got to stretch, 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 stretch. God stretches us in prayer. Amen. You know, most people just rock up to church and like, ho-hum. <sighs> okay, let's see what he can do now. Let's see. Uh. <laughs> Brother, I want to tell you, you, you know, if it was Jesus standing up here every Sunday, you st people still wouldn't receive anything. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, I've just been unusually uh, forthright as, I, uh, 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 as I'm normally not, okay? But, 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 but the truth is this, that our faith must, be, must have elasticity. We've got to be able to bend. You know, you know the thing about, about new wine and new wineskins? You know, new wine is bubbly. And oftentimes we pray for new wine. We pray God give a move of the Spirit. And you'll see my point of where I'm getting to now. There's, there's something about new wine. Jesus said if you put new wine in an old wineskin, it will burst it. Why? Because new wine is explosive. It's like bubbly. It's like pushing out gas. But this old wineskin is brittle. It's unused. And, and, and the moment you put this 
gas in it starts to push and break. Now the only way for the new, the old wineskin to become a, a new wineskin is they would take it and they would rub, rub salt in it and rub oil in it and rub and rub and rub until it became pliable again. The only way God is going to put his new wine in us is if we allow the anointing of God to be rubbed in us and that salt water and to be rubbed and sometimes it's sore. Sometimes it's ouch. Sometimes it's not so nice, but he rubs it in, he rubs it in. And we say, God, why are you doing this? He says, because I want to put new wine into you. I want to make you explosive again. Come on. We're going to get our explosive capacity back again as the church of Jesus Christ. Not No, no longer being subservient to the world system and afraid of what the world has to say. God will cause us to be explosive again. Amen. Unashamed, unafraid. You see, the truth is we are called to do things that cannot be done without him. You know, I, I love, I love what, what, what he says. When Jesus asks him, he says, Philip, look, uh, 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 what are you going to do? What are you going to give them to eat? And he, and, and, uh, and, and he says to the Lord Jesus, Lord, uh, even 200 denarii will not feed this crowd. You know, the big challenge is this. When God asks us to do, to do something, we always have our go-to issues. We go to, there's not enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have this. That's exactly why he's asking you. And when he asks you, it reveals that issue. It revealed where, where Philip was putting his trust and he was putting his trust in we don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. I don't think God has ever asked me to do anything for him when I've had enough money, when we've had money in the bank. I promise you, we've done this big project. Uh, you know, there are times I do bite my nails. I promise you, because God never asked me to do stuff. That said, okay, I see you've got millions now in the bank. I, I, when We had nothing, nothing, zero, nothing. And, and it's not like the church with thousands, but, but the point is this. We, we God asks you to do something that you've got to trust in Him. And our go-to thing, what is your go-to thing? I don't know. Whatever your go-to thing is, Lord, I don't have time, or my husband, or my children, or we all have something, or God, I'm in Australia. You know, Australians, are, they, they don't really uh, uh, want the gospel. What a lot of nonsense. I, you know, I, I had to just deal with that rubbish when I came here, because people told me, well, this is a secular country. People don't want to hear the gospel. I, excuse me. God, God didn't tell me to come here, and he's, there's not, the churches are not here just to fail. Churches are here to prosper. Amen. People want to hear the gospel yet. The problem is, it's the church that doesn't believe that they want to hear the gospel. Amen. Even Australians themselves. And that's our go-to thing that God wants to deal with. I don't have enough money. They don't want to hear the gospel. Well, tell me anywhere in the Bible when Jesus sent them out that they wanted to hear the gospel. <laughs> Listen. This gospel came against every, every bit of political correctness that there ever was. I just don't think we understand how, how the call of God in our lives. When he says go and do something, we have power to do it. You have authority to do it. Amen. So our natural response is always to revert back to our own abilities. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have enough gifting. God never asks you, do you have gifting? God says go. Amen. You know, when... when when Jesus says, wait for me until you get power from on high, 
500 people. The Bible says he, he appeared to 500 people when he ascended. But, but on the day of Pentecost, as we are celebrating today, Pentecost, there were only 120 left. What happened to the 380? Have you ever wondered? Hmm? What happened to the 380 people that Jesus spoke to? He said, wait for me. <laughs> imagine, imagine being the 380th person as you walk out. You step out and say, I'm tired. I've had enough. Now. I'm going. This waiting for Jesus, this promise he said, what is he talking about? I'm stepping out. And as you step out the door, you turn back and you see fire coming down the, upon the 120. I want to tell you, don't miss out what God wants to do. Because you think, well, God, where is God? Where is God? He's made this promise. He's made this promise. God is getting his people ready for the power of God. Amen. And so the church is called to fulfill a task that, that can only be done by the Holy Spirit. Acts, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says, he says, you shall receive power. We shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we shall be witnesses uh, in Jerusalem, to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus said, look, you're going to have to receive power. Now, look, I know we live in a, a church age where people want to debate whether praying in tongues and if I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, do I pray in tongues? Well, I don't know. Just read the Bible. No, no, that was for them. No, it wasn't. There's something about praying in the Spirit that brings power. There's something about prophesying that brings power. Amen. So when, when we receive power, we're able to be his witnesses. There's something different, something dynamic. Now, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that, that, that maybe you, you haven't had that experience. I want to tell you, don't fit a, find a doctrine to fit your experience. Begin to uh, seek for God and search for God until you experience all that he's got in the Bible for you. Because you shall receive power to become a witness for him. Amen. Now, now. I, I love this. It says, when they're working with Jesus, they say, Lord, all we have is five loaves and two fish. Listen, five loaves and two fish that are surrendered can change a nation. Five loaves and two fish that are surrendered can change a city. I believe God's got something for this city. I really believe that. There's something stirring but we've got to surrender to him and say, God, I'll give you all I have. Mm -hmm. now, now, we would have had it in the newspapers. Jesus takes the boy's lunch. Hmm? Five loaves and two fish surrendered can change a nation. Five loaves and two fish sown will multiply beyond your wildest dreams if we surrender it to God. You know, I know the Bible says God gives bread to the sower and uh, 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 seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Sometimes we have to sow our bread to see the miracle beyond ourselves. Sometimes we've got to step out and go to a different level in our honoring God and giving financially. We've got to step out. And, and, and go to a different level in our praying. We've got to go to a different level. We say, I don't have time. When you don't have time, that's when you need to pray. When you don't have, that's when you need to give. Amen. When you, when you think you don't have enough, that's when you need to step out and believe God. Amen. Uh, and so, so here's what happens. After he gets the five loaves and two fish, he makes him sit down. 
He says, tell them to sit up. Right? So you can feed them. So why couldn't they stand up? I'll tell you why. Why couldn't they just stand up? Because all they're getting is like a boy's lunch, a piece of fish and a, and a piece of bread. Why don't you just stand up? It makes them sit down. I don't like sitting down on the ground. I, you know, uh, I know like women do this pretty easily. They can sit anywhere. But a man, I mean, it's pretty difficult for me. To, I mean, I've got like long legs. I don't like sitting down. You know, I would be one of those rebellious people that Jesus says, sit down. But Lord, can't I just like stand up? You know, I just don't like it. But here's the point. Why did he ask them to sit down? Because when we sit down, we have to stretch our hands above to receive from above. And I believe that a lot of people have stopped receiving from above. Listen to what I'm saying. So when you sit down, you've got to stretch your hand out to above. You've got to stretch your hand out to receive from above. And I believe that's a critical factor. As, as, I, as I was preparing this and, and looking at the scripture a few weeks ago, uh, um, uh, I, I really realized God said to me, he said this very important. He said, my people are not receiving from me. Get them to sit down. So a lot of people have stopped receiving from God because we are so busy fighting our way. You know, sometimes even in church, we're fighting to get a breakthrough. We're fighting in our homes. We're fighting in our businesses. We're fighting we, to, to get a breakthrough, to get a release. And that's great. But I really believe it's time to receive. And as God spoke that to me a few weeks ago, I said, that's what we're going to do in our church. So I don't care what, what, what people think. Man, you, Sunday nights, we, we, I just, we just pray for fresh anointing, fire, so people receive, people get stimulated in the presence of God and the power of God. I, I, don't, I don't care about church anymore. I don't care about the protocol. I'm not interested in that because what is the point of having church when there's no power in church and people are not receiving from God? Amen. And, and it's, you know, I just believe that's what God said to me. But I really believe it's a word to the body of Christ. That we're not receiving from God. Because we're so busy fighting, so cluttered, so distracted. Amen. That we've forgotten that we need to receive. Once you've received, you can give. Freely you have received, freely give. The Bible says in Acts chapter 8, and I'm going to just jump a few places here, listen. It says, in Acts chapter 8, it says, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. They received. We've got to learn to receive Holy Spirit. This place of surrender. And I want to tell you, for the last few weeks, I've been praying in the Spirit like I've never prayed. Because even praying in the Spirit br brings me to a place of, it's not my prayers, it's His prayers. This place of surrender. Whilst my mind is going crazy to pray for things, and believe God says, pray in the Spirit. 
pray. And it brings me to a place of receptivity. And, 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 and once you start praying in the Holy Spirit, you can start prophesying the very will of God. Because in the Spirit, you speak in mysteries. You, start, you begin to prophesy that which God wants. Amen. And so Acts chapter 19, again, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, we have not even heard whether there's a Holy Spirit. And verse 6 says in Acts 19, when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. You know, I've really thought about this. People can argue about tongues. You know, you can argue. It's, it's okay. But, but, you know, there's something about prophesying as well. Why tongues? Why prophesy? Because praying in tongues changes you, but prophesying changes the atmosphere prophesying changes the atmosphere that when we get home and it's just not right we prophesy when we when we go to work we begin to prophesy when we're in the car we prophesy we prophesy over the church we prophesy over the nation we prophesy over our city we prophesy hunger we declare it in the name of jesus we pray in the spirit and then we prophesy because when we prophesy we start changing the atmosphere but here's the deal when god i said god said to me he spoke to me and said get my people to a place and a posture where they can receive from me. Get them to sit down. And I want them in charge. I want them to receive. Because when we receive the bread of life, when we receive the Spirit of God, something changes. I want you just to stand to your feet this morning. Very simple message. Very simple. But a lot of people are not receiving from God. A lot of people have been trying so hard. Trying to push and trying to pull and trying to scheme. When Jesus said, I want to just pour out my spirit upon you. God is going to answer people here. God is going to answer you. God is going to change you. God's going to just, just play the piano in the background for me. God's going to change you. God's going to do something in you. But you're going to have to say, Lord, I surrender all of my cares, all of my concerns. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you, Jesus. I really felt that. Some of you have been fighting for so long that you've forgotten how to receive from God. I want to tell you, my Heavenly Father is a good Father. He's a gracious Father. He loves us so much. He loves us. He loves us. Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how He loves you. Holy Spirit, come right now. Come right now, begin to wash over people. Lord, do the work that only you can do. Do the work that only you can do, O oh God. Change hearts. Change lives. Lord, the, the hardness, the hurt, the heartache, I pray by your Spirit, come now and heal. And wash, wash, wash. 
Oh, we glorify you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Lord God. Send your spirit. Send the fresh anointing upon your people that will destroy the yoke. Lord, give them bread today. Give them something, God, that will sustain them and that they can eat from you, Lord God. Oh, God. Oh, Hallelujah, for this is the day of the Lord. This is the time of the Lord. It's not another time. It's now that God wants to answer you. It's now that God wants to change you. It's now that God is going to shift things in the atmosphere. It's now. But you're going to have to say, God, I receive from you this morning. I receive from you. God is speaking to people. God is speaking to people. God is speaking to you. God is challenging you to go higher, to push into Him more than you've ever pushed into him more than you've ever done we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus oh we glorify your name Lord God we glorify you Jesus we love you Jesus we love you Jesus we love you Jesus you, you know what I see? The picture I see for, for, for people, yeah. And, and, and I believe it's for many people in the church. It's like, it's like this, this clay jar. It's like, it's like there's cracks in it. And the light is coming out the cracks because of the treasure inside. And some of you are trying to cover up the cracks and fix the cracks. And God says, I don't want you to fix the crack. I want to break it open. Because I want what's inside to come out. Some of you have been too afraid to, to let God just have His way. But right now, listen, as I've spoken that word, maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. Say, Pastor, that's me. That's me. I, I, that's me. I, I want, I, I just, I, I'm trying to cover this up all the time. But I want, I want God to have His way. I want God to have His way. Maybe it's hurt that you're trying to, because of hurt and, and, and because of past experience. God says, don't cover it up. Let me heal you. Let me flow out of you. Let my light come out of you. See what happens. See how I change your life. See what happens. We worship you, Lord God. We worship you, Jesus. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe that's you. And, and, and you say, that's me. I want to pray over you this morning because I really believe God wants to release something. And I believe even as a church, God is going to release something upon you as a church. That something's going to break open. That you say, God, no longer am I going to fight this. I'm going to receive from you. I'm going to receive what you have for us, Lord God. What you have for me. We worship you. We worship you. Maybe that's you. Maybe God's spoken to you with that. I, I, you know what? Whether it's one, whether it's five, ten, it's not the point. The point is, all God needs is that person who says, Jesus, I'm tired of covering up the cracks. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Break out. No longer going to resist Holy Spirit. That's you. Some of you need healing your emotions God's gonna heal if that is you then just quickly come just come out to the front I want to pray over you I'm not gonna be very long but I really just believe I need to pray over you that's you you say pastor that's me I need prayer for that I really do I really do just come just come
Hallelujah. 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 H